Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. I want to talk about godly company. All right, godly company. Godly company. On the aspect of fellowship, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says, he who walks with the wise men will be what? Will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Let's say that together. He who walks with the wise will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Glory to God. Uh, What is the biblical definition of the wise man? I'm waiting for a scripture to pop out in someone's spirit now. I just, huh? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. For those of you who said something else, just calm down as well. <laughs> it's well with you. <laughs> but the Bible says the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. Show me a wise man, I'll show you a man who fears God. Yeah. Show me a wise man. I'll show you a woman who, a wise woman, I'll show you a woman who what? Fears God. So the beginning of wisdom, if, in fact, if you compare your life, anyway, it's not good to compare. But if you look, <laughs> if you look at the life of a godly man and the life of the ungodly over a period of time, you will likely tell the difference. And the difference will necessarily not be in the amount of what he has or what the godly man or the ungodly man has, but it will be in the quality of the life. I'm telling you the truth. So that's why the Bible says, as young people, it says, remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Because if you have chosen from today or from this moment to make godliness a part of your life, godliness a part of your life the way of god the sum total of your life i can assure you that in the next five ten years the quality of your life is different in fact the quality of your life is enviable the bible says blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of what of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners what is the counsel of the ungodly all your friends are ungodly people And I'm talking about godly company because many of us, all our friends are unbelievers. Hear me very well. I don't want you to hear what pastor is not saying. I'm not saying all your friends must be Christians. Because if all our friends are Christians, how can we actually affect the world? We are in the world, but not of the world. We understand that, right? But also importantly, we are not called to shy away from the world. Because if he kept us in the world, he kept us in the world so we can make a mark in the world. Because you can't change what you isolate or what you're isolated from. You can't change it. And also, you can be a part of something and you are integrated into it to the point where you have no, there is no distinction in your life to make a difference in the first place. So you must come to that place where 
if you are in the club, for example, you are in the club because you are there to make a difference. Or likely you are there to actually cause a stare. And you are deliberate about the kingdom. You are not a participant. You are not the one who is even hosting it. Say, oh, pastor, you know, the, you know, all our friends must not be Christians. We are called to be in the world. And not of, even though we are in the world, we must be a part of the world. How can we change these people if we are not here and he's holding beer as he's talking? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, now, you, you, can't, you can't effectively change what you have been integrated into. You, you can't. The Bible says, um, I'm trying to remember this scripture that talks about, uh, yeah, what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? Do you know what it means to lose your soul? To lose your soul is... For the world to gain you. To lose your soul is when there is no distinction between you and the world that has gained you. So that if I pick the world, you are, you are with the world. Paul said that I am crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me. There must be something inside of you that is contradistinctive to the way of the world. So even if you are part of them, there must be a clear agenda in your spirit that you must bring transformation. Praise God. Some of, us, some of us have friends and our friends don't even know we are believers. The only time you know you are a believer is when you come to church. But most of your friends don't even know you are saved. Somebody say godly company. It is necessary that we have godly company godly company because he who walks with the wise will be wise so you must you know friendship is value based friendship is based on principles because if you say someone is your friend what you're actually saying is this person shares same values with you same principles with you there are some of you you might need to reevaluate your circle of friendships and I'm saying this not because I want you to pass judgment on people that's not what I'm saying but you need to really reevaluate because if you notice most of the influence the people who speak into your life you must be careful you must be careful with the people who speak into your life you must be careful with the people who are influential around you those people who pass who are very of strong influence in your life so you must have godly company. We don't even some some persons don't even have one believer as a friend. One, one believer as a friend. And and you need to reevaluate that, because the company of fools will be destroyed. Praise God. There are so many of us who are here today, seated today. We are we are the products and the benefits of godly relationships over the years. Am I making sense? This, where the where the products of godly relationships. Now I understand how that some of you have had friendships when you were growing up, and your best friend, um, you guys were together in primary school, secondary school, university, and at the age of ten, you were already very close friends. 
So to you, that means a lot. But your best friend is misleading you. You you have to reevaluate that. Your best friend doesn't believe what you believe. Despite the fact that you have said severally and you have witnessed the gospel to your friend. So, is Pastor Phil saying cut off? No, my conversation to you can be cut off. I'm just saying compartmentalize. Do you understand what I'm saying? Compartmentalize. Because there is the purpose for every relationship. You have to compartmentalize. And you have to put in, according to priority, uh, relationships that matter to you the most. So you must have godly relationships, godly company as most important in your life. You can't be rolling with unbelievers for five days in a week and think you won't be affected by it. As your buddies, these are your bodies. And they are all unbelievers. I'm not talking about people you work with in the, in, in the office. Those ones, you can't do anything about it. Or the people you live with, you can't do anything about that. But the ones you actively go to see, they actively come to see you. You know what I mean? Those kinds of intimate friendships. And they are all, you know their values. Their values are against your principles as a believer. You have to help yourself. Say amen, somebody. Amen. So, godly what? Company. Godly what? Relationships. It's very key. Very key. He who walks with the wise shall be wise. The company of fools will be destroyed. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 24. Let me see the Living Bible. Hebrews chapter 12, I mean 10 verse 24. Very quickly. It says, in response to all he has done for us, let us outdo each other in being helpful. Somebody say fellowship. fellowship. I can't hear you. Say fellowship. fellowship. Let us outdo each other in being helpful and kind to each other. And in what? Doing good. This is fellowship. Gone are the days where everything about what you do is about you. Your life is completely bigger than you. Completely, your life is completely bigger than you. So gone are the days where it's about me, my, myself, and I. Praise God. So he says in response, no, stay there. In response to all that he has done for us. Why do we fellowship? We fellowship because someone paid the price to be in fellowship with us. And that's why we fellowship. So in response to all that he has done for us, let us outdo each other in being helpful and kind. Look at your neighbor say, be helpful. You know, don't form like it's not your business. You know, many times it's not our business because you don't know him. You know, I said something to you on Wednesday that a believer is more connected to you in reality, actually, than even your blood brother. You know why? Because it's also blood that connects us as believers. In fact, that blood is stronger. All right? So, as long as someone says he's a believer... You must already know in your there must be an openness for fellowship already in your heart. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about denomination. What church do you go? That's not what I'm saying. You know, the body of Christ has been abused today. If you're not a member of my church, I can't be in fellowship with you. Isn't that rubbish? That's the, that doesn't make sense. That if you're not a TSP member, you are in another church. Me and you, we, we can't 
God looks down from heaven, he's not seen name of church. He's seen his body. So we're the body of Christ. All of us together. God has many children. And the way his children are, they are very different. Some wear shoes, some don't wear shoes. Some cover their hair, some don't cover their hair. But we're one family, one. He's a living faith member, he's not a living faith member, he's a redeemed member, he's a deeper life member. All that, he's a Catholic, he's a... See, it's the blood of Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? So your heart must be open to fellowship. As a, as a believer, you must be open to fellowship. Praise God. So um, it says, in response to all that he has done for us, let us outdo each other in being helpful and kind to each other and in doing good. Next verse. Let us not neglect our church meetings. Say amen, somebody. Amen. As some people do. Ask your neighbor, are you some? Right? What are we talking about? Fellowship. We're talking about fellowship. It said, but be encouraged and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. Please don't neglect church fellowship. You know, church fellowship is not necessarily all about just um, coming to hear the pastor talk, coming to hear the, uh, the, the choir sing. Church fellowship is, imagine everybody here with faith. And there is united faith about something. Do you know the advantage of that? Have you heard the scripture that says, can two walk together except they agree? Then what happens to two when they walk together? A a, a threefold cord, scripture says, can never be broken. That's one. Secondly, the Bible says, if two or three shall agree concerning anything, (laughs) the fellowship of the believer, the fellowship of the brethren, it is a major thing that the church has not understood. Do you know when you are in trouble, sometimes all you need to do is just look for someone who is a believer. I just need somebody to agree. The moment, are you a believer? Yes. Just let's hold hands together and let's agree. Hey! Do you know what Jesus said? He said, if two or three are gathered together, I am in your midst. Do you know what he's saying? He's saying that whatever you people endorse, I'm there with you. Fellowship. This thing, fellowship, is not just coming to church and leaving church. Look for fellowship outside of the four walls of church. Praise God. So if you have time enough to encourage ungodly, um, if you have time for ungodly companionship, you you need to cut that down now. You need to cut it down. Spend more time with godly relationships. It will help you. It will help you. Praise God. It will bless your life. It will change the quality of your life. Godly relationships. I'm a product of godly relationships. And I miss nothing and I mean it. Hallelujah. Okay. Something else I want to say. You know, the spirit of fellowship is a peaceful spirit. Can I say that again? If you have the spirit of fellowship... Um, I'm saying this because I want to address the conversations in people's minds that that you know say I'm not, but I'm not the friendly type. You know, so my teaching on fellowship is not trying to change you, trying to make you the friendly type. There are some people who are extroverts. There are some people who are introverts. 
There are some people who are not the talking type. There are some people who are the, talk, the, the talking type. But you see, have you met people who are the very talking type, but they are very peaceful? Talk to me, somebody. Okay, have you met people who are not the talking type, but even when they are not saying anything, they are trouble. There's, there's just a lot of there's energy <laughs> there's negative energy around them have you seen those kinds of people in fact the more reason if I want you just pass you just feel a breeze <laughs> you just keep walking past just walk just keep going so it's not about how you talk it's not about how loud you are how quiet you are for example Pastor Paul is not as quiet in terms of words as I am but he's a peaceful guy do you understand what I'm saying? And then if you look at Pastor Chibuzo, Pastor Chibuzo is not really the talking type. He doesn't talk, 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 talk. But he can teach. And he's a peaceful guy. So these are peaceful men, different personalities. Do we understand? So what I'm saying is that the spirit of fellowship is a peaceful spirit. Alright? The spirit of... There are some people, you look very good, but nobody can live with you. It is so hard living with some Christians, man of God. That's not the spirit of fellowship. It is difficult. In fact, living with you is work. Because the moment you come back, everybody just begins to readjust. That's not fellowship. That's not the spirit of fellowship. How can we say we're a part of the body of Christ and everywhere you go, there is problem? That's not the spirit of fellowship. Everywhere you go, there is some, something has to shake. There is a ground. You have to break a ground. You have to register your presence. You have come. <laughs> a peaceful spirit is not an outward show of how beautiful you are, of how handsome you are. But it begins with the heart. May, let your heart let your heart be peaceful to accommodate people. Praise God, somebody. Because fellowship is key to the body of Christ. What are we preaching if we can't give a helping hand to somebody else? What are we saying? What gospel are we preaching? Even children. I hope you know children can sense spirits. Small children. When a child, when a child looks at your eye, the child knows whether he should run to you or not or behave himself. When Jesus was teaching, after, after healing the sick, so much power, so much anointing, there was presence when Jesus was teaching. What do you think should happen in the ministry of Jesus when children saw him? What we call the anointing today. Don't let anything cut down my anointing now, you know. <laughs> You, you, are, you, are very, you, are, you are very spooky. You are a spooky man of God, you know. In fact, if as you walk, you are not even walking. You are walking on the air. <laughs> they have to even carry you. They have to worship you, you know. Why? Because you don't want anything to affect the flow of the power of God. <laughs> See, the Bible says children run to Jesus. And what did Peter, all those spiritual pastors, you know, 
like I'm Jesus now, uh, Peter and this Pastor Idil and Shola. What did Pastor Idil and Shola do? They started stopping the children. Come on, leave Pastor alone. Leave Pastor alone. Don't spoil the anointing. Don't. Is that, is that not what they were doing? That's what they were doing. Pastor Paul said, "Come on, leave that, leave that, leave that." <laughs> Pastor Idil said, "If I see you here." Again, <laughs> oh, Pashala, I've told you times without number. <laughs> oh, Pastor Victor, I'm gonna holla hallelujah on those two. <laughs> Praise God. But what did Pastor Phil say? Let them come to me. Let them. <laughs> Let leave them, man of God, leave them. It's not it's not breaking the flow of the anointing. As we're gathered here now laughing, for example, I hope you know sick can be healed. The way the anointing works, it doesn't work with you trying to set you have to you have to set the clock. You think if you are bathing this you can't get filled with the spirit? You think in the shower? Or you are doing the other one. You can't get filled with the spirit. Excuse me. You can be filled with the spirit like that. Any which way. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? What was I saying? <laughs> okay, no, I know what I was saying. I was saying that children run to Jesus. Children run to Jesus. Jesus had the, he had the spirit of fellowship. Jesus was mingling with harlots. And he didn't reduce the grace of God upon his life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So let's quit all those. How can you be a believer and you, you have a roommate? Your roommate, in fact, your roommate is not saved. You are the one who is saved. And you are the one giving issues. And you are the believer. Okay, let's let's read the scripture. First Peter chapter three from verse three. If you have the NLT or the do you have the NLT version? First Peter three verse three. This, this thing is not an outward show. No, it's not an outward show. It says, "Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles." expensive jewelry or beautiful clothes um, hold on, hold on, go back there go back there is fancy hairstyle good? Yes. for those of you who have hair yes. why are you stop it is fancy hairstyle good? Yes. there's nothing wrong with fancy hairstyle, hairstyle. is expensive jewelry good? Yes. there's nothing wrong with it it's okay is uh, uh, beautiful clothes are they good? Yes. It's fine. It's okay. But if 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 that's what you are about, if that's where your calling is, there's nothing wrong with looking nice. But let looking nice not not be way above human being and people. 
your love for people. Let looking nice not be the chief of what you do and what you are about. Praise God. Next verse. It says, you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within. Somebody said the one that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and what? Quiet spirit. Which is so precious. What? To God. See, friends, if you want to have the, the spirit of fellowship is a gentle and what? Quiet spirit. He didn't say a gentle and quiet disposition. What I mean to say like, I mean your spirit is quiet. Even though you talk a lot. You still have a quiet spirit. You still have a gentle spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's about the spirit. It's about the spirit. Praise the Lord. The spirit of fellowship, write this down. The spirit of fellowship is an outflow of the fullness of the spirit of God. In fact, most times when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be led to be in, in companionship with the believers. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, don't be drunk with wine. Say, Amen. Amen. Because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Next verse. Speaking psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among what? Yourselves. So the, the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, all right, um, would lead you into fellowship and godly companionship. That's what the fullness of the Spirit will do. You know, many of us think that, oh, because we get filled with the Holy Spirit, um, you ought to just go about and you start laying hands on people. There's nothing wrong with that. Preaching the good news, nothing wrong with that. Healing the sick, nothing wrong with that. The fullness of the Holy Spirit will also make you be a friendly, lovable, relatable kind of person. Praise God. That's a good point. Amen. Amen. So don't see people who are into one another, people who are into the body of Christ, people who are into fellowship with each other. Don't think that they are not filled with the Holy Spirit. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. This will be my last point. Leadership is also key. Um, is a key expression of good fellowship, leadership. Let me show you something in Exodus chapter 18, verse 20. Exodus chapter 18, verse 20. Exodus chapter 18, verse 20. It says, and you shall teach them um, flip back to verse 14 so that you get the background of the story. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, what is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? Next verse. And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a difficulty... They come to me and I judge between one another and I make known the statutes of God and his laws. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, the thing that you do is not good. Hmm. Next verse. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. For this thing is too much for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself. In fact, can I just say, 
um, quit trying to do things by yourself. Learn to build a system. Okay, it's better that the system is working for you than you're the one who is trying to do everything by yourself. You're going to wear out. If you have a business, you must learn how to put structure to your business. Praise God. So you see all these things we teach about branding, we teach about business, all of them originated from the scriptures. They all came from scriptures. Next verse. Listen now to my voice. I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that you may bring the difficulties to God. Next verse. And you shall teach them the statutes and the laws and show them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. Next verse. Moreover, you shall select from the, all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden, what? With you. Now, this is fellowship, right? Now, go to Numbers chapter 11. I want to show you something very profound here. Numbers chapter 11, verse 11. So Moses said to the Lord, why have you afflicted your servant? Now, this is a different scenario. This is a different situation. Why have, you affi- why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? This is the second time he's crying now. Keep going. Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them that you should? <laughs> Sometimes this can be a leader's cry. Did I, did I bond them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom? You know, the kind of thing sometimes God tells us pastors is very tough. Do you know God told the prophet, go and marry a harlot because I want to teach Israel something. Do you know that? God was using the life of a prophet to explain to Israel something. <laughs> the prophet now had to go marry a harlot. Who was that prophet? Hosea. Then the, the harlot, because of, you know, is diff- flesh is difficult to sometimes for people who don't have the spirit of God, it's difficult to 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 get over the things your mind has been used to. All right, if anybody has been in a weakness before, sometimes getting out of that weakness will take a process, and it will take the Holy Spirit to head, help you shed off those weights. Am I talking to someone here? All right, and let me just tell you one of the things you should do don't focus on 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 the the addictions or the weights focus on him and focus on who you are in him because the more you keep reminding yourself that i am righteous i am righteous i'm righteous i'm righteous that stays in your mind and all of a sudden just dawns on you one day a righteous man should not do this it won't come by talk it will come by revelation it's that revelation that breaks it off it's not just counsel Praise God. So the, the harlot went back to a harlot tree. And the prophet again had to go and pay bride price the second time. All because God wants to teach Israel one or two things. <laughs> Sometimes pastors suffer. Amen. He says, so did I bond them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers. Next verse. Where Am I to get meat to give to all these people? For they weep 
all over me saying, give us meat that we may eat. Am I a cook? I am not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. Next verse. (laughs) Next verse. If you treat me like this, please kill me here. And now, this is Moses talking. And if I have found favor on your sight, and I do not let, and do not let me see my wretchedness. Next verse. So the Lord said to Moses, mm, Gather to me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. See this now. Then I will come down, talk with you there. I will take off the spirit that is upon you and I will put the same upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. I have a question for all of you. You know the first time that Moses had this issue? The question is, where were those other people? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Where were those other guys? Those other guys didn't stand for one reason. See this second category of people. What did God do? God put the spirit of Moses on those people. Now, sustainable leadership is when you have the spirit of your leader. If that's the, that's the leadership that lasts longer. Um, there's a grace for every house. There's a grace, there's a wisdom, there's a gift for every house. If you want to catch the spirit of a house, you must catch the spirit of the leadership of the house. If not, you can't effectively serve in that house. Now, these 70 people that were under Moses, the spirit of Moses, now, I didn't say the spirit of God. I hope you know it's one thing for you to have the spirit of God, but not have the spirit of your pastor. It's one thing to have the spirit of God, but you are a rebel. It's one thing for you to have the spirit of God. You can't deliver leadership the way the house would require that you deliver leadership. There are, a, there, are few, there, are, there are several categories of people that I really fear a lot. And one of them is people who have been very experienced in something to be under your leadership. You have to be very careful. Now, if you do business and there is someone who is experienced in something. You have to be careful with that person because the tendency to commit your business to that person or find partnership with that person is high. But the person must have your spirit. Because the old saying that says, you can't teach old dogs new tricks is very true. Because it is difficult to retrain and untrain people who are very experienced and anointed in this context like you. Watch out for people who come and they are very anointed as the pastor is anointed and are not willing to submit to the pastor to also be taught. When I look at the likes of Mr. Dan Mego, Mr. Dan is way, way older than me. He has more experience actually in ministry. But for him to sit down here every Sunday and to listen to my teaching, it means that he's not only concerned about what he knows, but he's concerned about what I know. I hope you know he has the choice not to be here. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So it's not about what you know. It's about what you should learn from somebody who should teach you. So a a lasting leadership will happen when you have the spirit of the leader. 
And this is the kind of leadership that sustained Moses and those 70 people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. May we have the spirit of fellowship in our hearts. Amen. Okay. Not a spirit that will fight people when you know you need to give help, you know you need to give succor, you know you need to give encouragement to people, and you're fighting it. There will be a free flow of this willingness to help people, this willingness to be a blessing to people. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Is the message so strong that it's entering into your spirit like that? Say amen with me, somebody. And I want to implore many of you. You know you have a large ministry. Okay? There is no ministry without people. If you have challenges with dealing with people, admit it first. Okay? Admit it first. You can't run a multinational. You can't run a big business. You can't run ministry without you sorting that aspect of your life where you have to deal with your ability to relating with people. You have to deal with that. Let the report about you be good. Why? Because the Bible says a good name. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you guys. A good name is better than gold. A good name is better than riches. I have a question for you. What is the report about you? What do people say about you? What, are, what, what is the testimony people have of you? What is, what is the encounter people feel when they come in touch with you? What's the vibe they get when they come in touch with you? Is everybody saying the same thing about you? Glory to God. So some of you have to make up your mind today that you're going to foster and prioritize in your relationships, good relationships, godly relationships. You have to compartmentalize. I didn't say alienate. I didn't say that. I didn't say you should cut off. I didn't say that. But you, you, should, you, you, you have to start drawing some lines. And it's, it's going to help you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And secondly... Um, we also talked about what um, what does it be talk about um, sorry yeah you must have a peaceful spirit you must have a peaceful spirit please let people be able to live with you let people be able to have a good conversation and feel lifted in their spirit let people have one word with you and feel encouraged and blessed praise God that's who you are Say with me, that's who I am. All right. So I pray for you today that your ministry will flourish. I pray for you that your life will be the outward show of God's character. I pray for you that you will not make mistakes in your choices. I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, everything that has to do with relationships, you will get it right. Ladies, please hear me. You, you can't, don't marry a man who is not saved. You're not the assistant Holy Spirit to convert him. It's not your work to do so. We're talking about fellowship here. Fellowship, marital fellowship is key. You can't, you can't even, don't even, don't downplay that part. That he's a good man, he's a good man. He's a good man doesn't mean he's godly. Because by the time decision makings will come in the future where you have to share common values and you have to be on the same page on certain things and you, you can't agree that's when you understand you made a mistake. So you can't afford, you can't afford to marry someone who is not of your faith. Praise God. If she's not a believer, just press break first. Keep praying for her. Watch her progress. If the Spirit of God presses it in your heart that this one is on a journey to coming into the family, just be patient. Let it happen. Then go ahead. 
Have I helped someone here? Have I helped someone here? Don't rush into relationships just because he bought you an iPhone. Please. Don't, don't rush into a relationship because, because you know, she, she's fine. I just told you about outward adornment. She's fine does not mean she has what? A peaceful spirit. The Bible says that it's better to live on top of a roof than to stay in the same house with a contentious woman. That's Bible. That for the man is safer. That the outside, the breeze is not too bad. <laughs> the sun is comfort. The wind is still comfort. The, what's it, the harshness of the weather is better. It's better than a woman who, any smutting, you know, there's, there's a scripture I wanted to read also for men that men must love and honor their wives. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because that same First Peter 3, 4 down, that you must treat them as the weaker vessels. As a man, you don't have the spirit of fellowship, you will beat your wife. The day the anointing comes on, sorry, the day the annoyance, <laughs> the day the annoyance comes on you. See, it even goes deep down to saying that if you don't settle with your wife, your prayer will not be answered. That's fellowship. You are a man, you have chest, you have muscles, you are beating your wife. See, if, if you grew up from a family where daddy used to beat mommy, you have to pay attention to this because even though you are not married now, there are pictures in your brain. In fact, there are pictures in your subconscious that if care is not taken, you will play out the same things. Are you getting what I'm saying? So fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. How many of us desire good fellowships with our spouses? How many of us desire it? Have you seen people who don't have too much money? Hmm? But they are in love. It is better to have both. <laughs> it is me here for take last. How? You all cannot take last. Amen. 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 That's too much money plus too much love. Excess love. Praise God. How many of us desire to, to be in good fellowship with our children? How many of us desire that? This thing I'm teaching goes into the families. It goes into um, friendships. It goes into your relationship with one another in church. It goes into relationship with your workers in the office. Because you are a boss, don't be like the boss that bossed you before you came. Stop, stop. Remove that shoulder pad of yours. And humble yourself. You are a believer. You are, you are a different kind of boss. Have you seen, have you seen, my time is up. Have you seen wicked bosses who just want to show you that they, they are your boss? There is no atom of hum, humanness in them. That's not who we are. Don't copy it. That's not who we are. Myself and Dr. Mego, we served in the same hospital in Benin. We know how, we know what it means to be under terrible bosses. Praise God. The spirit of fellowship is upon you. If there is anybody you have offended, if there's anybody you have looked down upon, 
if there's anybody you have castigated, if there's anyone you've spoken ill about, if there's anyone you're not in good fellowship with, I implore you by the mercies of God that you go settle your disputes with that person. That you foster good relationships with your family members in Jesus' name. The Spirit of God is telling me about men and women who are in this room who are not in good relationships with their parents. Go and call your dad. I said that last Sunday, and while I was talking, there was someone who was here who met me after service and ran to me and said, Pastor Phil, you were talking about me. And immediately after the service, she went and picked up the phone, called her dad. That's what we're talking about. She called her dad and she said, Daddy, I just want you to know that I love you. You know, I said that on Sunday. You remember? I, I didn't say you should say to your dad, Daddy, I forgive you. That's problem. You, you don't need to do that. Just say, Daddy, I love you. It's wisdom. You in your heart, you know that you've forgiven him. Praise God. So please go settle your disputes. Go, se- <laughs> go settle your, 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 your differences. Because the spirit of fellowship, the spirit of forgiveness is here in, in Jesus' name. I want you to open your mouth and just pray and say, God, make me that person. Make me that man. Make me that woman. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.